Hello and welcome to another episode of Up Next. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back uploading episodes after a little two-week break. But we're back and we're back with a very, very special episode. Because today I'm joined by the amazing content creator and filmmaker and host of the show Ishrahli on Nas News Arabia, Isa Al-Habib. And Isa has been on the podcast before and he was on episode 37. So feel free to check that out as well if you want to know more about his story and how he got into filmmaking and how he left med school to pursue content creating full time. But on this episode, Isa is here to talk to us about all things story to- storytelling. Sorry, Because when it comes to quality content and telling stories in a way that is quite literally perfect for social media in the region, Isa is by far one of the best to do it. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about the art of storytelling and how he grew his show to reach 130 plus million views in the last year alone while uploading at least one episode a week, which is absolutely incredible. And most importantly, Isa is going to be telling us his three three golden rules for storytelling that, in his opinion, every content creator should follow. So, without any further ado, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do end up liking the episode, please follow the podcast and drop a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And I'll be forever grateful. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to you Isa Habib. Isa, it is so good to have you on again. Uh, I remember... I had you on for episode 37. We spoke about your story and it was honestly one of my favorite episodes to record. The energy is just amazing. So I'm really, really excited to be talking about storytelling and, you know, the art of storytelling with none other, but it's, you know, the master of storytelling that is yourself. So welcome, Isa. Welcome again. Thank you. Thank you, Ali. Ali, uh, so nice to be back here. Thank you for having me back. And uh, it's very kind of you to say and I'm honored you thought of me when you want to talk. Like you want to talk about storytelling, I'm, I'm kind of like flattered. Of course, man. Of course. And yeah. now you know we were talking before we started recording about how like the kind of the whole point of this episode is to help everyone around here that is listening to tell a story, right? Because regardless of who you are, if you are a business owner, if you are a creator. No matter who you are, you have a story to tell because everyone is a brand by nature. We all have our own brand and this can help in so many different aspects of life, not just with social media, right? We all have a story to tell, but we want to tell it in an attractive way. We want to tell it in a, in a way that appeals to people and gets them to listen till the end. So before we get into all of that and how you do it, you are the uh, you are the host of Ashrahli, right? And Ashrahli, for people that don't know, is a show on Nas News Arabia. So before we kind of dive further into it, why don't you tell us a bit more about it and your story with it Got and it. your story with storytelling? Amazing. Uh, again, thank you again for having me. This is so exciting. I, I love talking about this stuff. So. First of all, uh, yeah, so Shrahli is a show that started more than a year ago. It started January of last year, so January 2021, on on the platform Nas News Arabia, which is a social media platform, but it's on all social platforms. So Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, uh, etc. So uh, we started the show called Shrahli, and it's like Shrahli, for those who don't speak Arabic, it means explain to me. And... uh, the idea of the show is we wanted to start a show that's infor- like gives information or explain things in a simple way. 
we we uh, I remember watching uh, a Netflix series called Explained, and it's actually a very there's a there's a huge brand online that's called Explained, and I like the concept of like there's this these big topics that everyone wants to know, and you explain them in a very in a way that everyone understands. So we wanted to, we wanted to do an Arabic based content about that. We started the Shrahli. We didn't know what kind of style we were gonna go for. We experimented a lot, and Alhamdulillah, like now. A year ahead, a year later, we completed season one with over 131 million views, uh, 80, 87 episodes plus 16 other uh, short episodes. I'm very proud of the progress of the show. Uh, the show has given me a lot of opportunities. We were able to collaborate with big names, uh, even companies reached out to us to collaborate, clients, etc. So um, one year later, I'm very happy to have uh, gone this far, and just the, the seeing uh, like the the you know. What do they say? Like when you, uh, the reap, the reaps. Uh, reap the benefit. Uh, benefit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, reap the benefit. Reap the benefits of like the hard work that we put in. And it, it really took a lot of hard work. And Ali, if you, if you don't know, scripting, shooting, every week we were posting an episode every week and then two episodes per week and then four episodes per week. So <laughs> so we were going all out, content, pumping content everywhere. And alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. No, I think you guys posted over a hundred something videos, right? In just the span of yeah, a yeah, year, 100, 102 videos. Wow. Yeah, to be to be a that is a lot of videos. That's amazing, man. And you know something that yeah, I yeah. love about your content is also that it's it's very catchy, right? It's about a topic that if you were to hand me, like for example, an article or with that same headline, I probably would read it, right? Or think like, why should like for example, one of one of uh, the videos they just did that I really liked is why uh, Brit- uh, Britain's national food is. An Indian dish, right? Which is something that if I just see that standard, I'm like, mm, you know. But then, you know, the energy yeah. they put in the video, the way you structure it, the edits, the effects, everything, it makes you want to stick to the yeah. end and always want more after. So, you know, speaking on the topics with now that we're starting to talk about storytelling and, you know, the art of it, how do you go about to pick a topic? Like, how do you know that this is something that your audience might like? Uh, Ali, I, I was mentioning this before the interview and I told you, I'll say it during the interview. You know, the, the art of storytelling, uh, aka the power of words, is like, it's actually a course. Uh, I don't know if you know, I don't know, do you know Supercar Blondie? Yeah. So Supercar Blondie's team, this happened two weeks ago. I, I gave a course to the Supercar Blondie's team about the power of words, about like content creating. And they're, they're, they're a channel that has 60 million uh, followers, I think, or something crazy like that. And all the, her whole team came to a room and I gave them a course and it was insane. So, uh, so yeah, I do charge for this kind of course, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you for free. Uh, so, yeah, so let's, let's, let's backtrack a bit. Shrahli, like when we were trying to create the, 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 the idea of storytelling, like, when you're building a show on social media, for example, and you want to have something, you want to say something on social media, we we reached a point in Ishrahli where we needed to, def- to define the show. So I, I ended up defining it this way. Ishrahli is a dynamic show, like dynamic is very important, that explains topics in, that are boring or complicated in a simple and entertaining way. This is the formula for Ishrahli. Like every video we make, we need to follow that rule. So... When it comes to storytelling, and I, I, I kind of like I'm maybe backtracking off your question, but the idea of like, like how, how how to go about like telling stories is you need to like find your voice, find find what you wanna what you wanna tell, like what what kind of content you wanna make for the audience, 
and there's a there's obviously strategies to do this and there's a, we can we can move on with your strategies as you ask me more questions but generally speaking it's like any content online it needs to cater to the platform uh not only like you know like the forget like the algorithm speaking of the algorithms the social whatever but like finding your voice and finding what formula works for you is important and i think once we realize that for shrahli once we realize okay shrahli is a dynamic show that means i can go outside i can be in a studio i can uh, uh, do a sketch it's dynamic very important some shows are not dynamic some shows require you to sit down on a chair and you need to speak uh, about news whatever so defining your your content defining your storytelling uh, techniques is very important and yeah definitely and you know it's it's very interesting too because you spoke about something very important which is like knowing your audience you know knowing something that this is something that they might want and you also got to find your own voice what you want to talk about and that find the thing that can relate to them and it's actually i wanted to ask the, this question i wasn't sure when to ask it so i think this might be a chance to slide it in but a lot of people you know whenever for example i started the podcast and I was thinking, like, what to talk about, how to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. A lot of the recommendations were to know your audience, right? Know your audience, know your audience, know your audience. And there are a zillion ways for someone to know their audience. They can look at the statistics on Instagram. They can uh, reach out to them actively, blah, 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 blah. So many different things that they can do. So how do you look at the things that... For example, like your the the people that listen to Ishrahli, how do you use all of these tools, the comment section, stuff like that, to get to know them better and have an idea of what they might want to listen to? Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a whole strategy of like community engagement. But um, to be honest, like speaking, like you need to start like if you if you go jump into this and you start thinking about like what does my audience like, what does my audience like, what. You're you're kind of uh, you're you're approaching it the wrong way, like I don't think that's the right way to approach it. You need to go to, back to the uh, the the foundation of the storytelling. What is storytelling? In order for you to be a storyteller online, you need to have some sort of script. Like right now, this is a podcast. This is unscripted. I agree, but but some part of this podcast is kind of scripted, like the intro, the outro. There's there's a discussion happening. You're asking me questions, so there is a script sense. To this this content that we're creating right now, but if you want to create content online, uh, this is how we we tell the. If I'm teaching students uh, about the art of storytelling, we we jump right to the script. The script is very important because that's that's how we we were able to do it. And then obviously we think about the distribution aspect of it and the oh the community engagement. What how uh, realizing analytics. So let's 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 break it down. Okay, let, let me simplify it for you. Let me explain to you. Okay. So first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something called the golden three rules. Okay, this is very valuable for everyone listening, and this changed my life in terms of storytelling and in terms of art. Uh, it's very two three simple words. Okay, when you're creating a script for for social media and you want to tell a story, you need to do you need to apply three things in all your scripts and all your stories. Number one, it needs to be simple, and. Uh, <laughs> A simple, like simple, is very important. The guy, people underestimate the idea of being simple. Like I'm telling you, like uh, Ali, like once you start making content that's simple, and by simple I mean it's like you don't use jargon. Like there's sometimes you read an article online and it talks about uh, H2O is a is a is a product that is consumed daily, and and in order for you to be hydrated, you need to go and find the the the, the stock of blah blah blah. But what they're trying to say is that water is good for you. 
So you could have simplified all that that's jargon and all that uh, blah, blah, blah to a word that gets to the audience, that reaches the audience quick. You need to think about this now. Like everyone is watching, so everyone is on social media now. People who are educated, people who are not educated, all age groups, everyone is on social media. So in order for your message to reach across to people, you should treat people as if they're great, like in grade three. And I'm telling you, I'm being serious. Like when we're writing our scripts and I'm teaching our student, there's an app online, it's called Hemingway.com. You write your scripts there and it tells you what grade level your script is. And if it's more than grade three, the grade six, grade seven, whatever it is, that's a bad script. It needs to be a grade three level script, the wording, the, the structure of the script. So that's simple, number one. Number two, it needs to be relatable. Your story needs to be relatable. Like if I'm talking about something like this chair is amazing and this chair's color is orange. Okay, where is the relatability to that? Even though I use simple words, you can say this chair is amazing. You will feel comfortable if you sit in this chair. You will have an amazing time when you uh, when you experience this chair. If I'm if I'm make I'm making it relatable to you. I'm using words that there are qualities, so I'm making it relatable. And then the third point is that you need to have it organized. Your story needs to be organized. What does that mean? It means it has it has to has have an intro. It has to have a problem and a solution to that problem, or or a list, whatever organization you want to have. And then an ending, a conclusion, an outro, a call to action, whatever it is. So, so these three elements, if you apply them to a script, any script, you're already becoming a better writer. You're already becoming a better content creator. It's as simple as that. And we've seen people, I, I've done it myself, and it's already, it's, it's practical advice. Uh, and then you think about, like, once you have the content ready, you shoot it, the production. Once you shoot it, you post it. You post it on multiple platforms. You need to post it according to the platform. Some platforms will not like longer videos. Some platforms will like shorter videos, etc. And then you look at the analytics. Once you look at the analytics, you see the watch time. You see uh, the engagement. This tells you something about your content, like your analytics. Are people engaging with your content? Are they skipping after the first three seconds, etc.? Once you see that, then you can go back. Oh, this is what I need to do to my audience. I need to reply to comments. I need to maybe share my story more. I need to tell them, okay, watch till the end of the video, etc. So that's how you approach it. You don't reverse engineer it. You go from the beginning. I love the perspective. And if, before I say anything else, can I just say I love your energy, man? You did just tell you absolutely love talking about this. Like people can't see this right now, but you're almost like jumping off your chair and like the body language, like listing one, two, three on your fingers. It's so, it's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Man. It's amazing. And I definitely agree with you, man. Like, um, you have to adhere to the platform. You have to be relatable and you have to be simple because a lot of the stuff, like, especially for example, I'm learning a lot about Web 3.0 and NFTs and all that stuff right now. And a lot of the videos that I see, they just have so much that gibberish that makes no sense. And like, you know, a smart contract, this blah, 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 blah. So I think it's, uh, it's, I guess maybe for these creators, they reach a point where these terms, they're very familiar with them. So they think, ah, realistically people will know them which is why like i really like the the idea of third grader i never thought of that Ali, i'm gonna ask you something hit me i want you right now maybe maybe after this podcast, okay if you go and on the internet right now look for a viral video look for any viral video online whether it's on tiktok whether it's whatever if you find that that video is, is hard to understand and i bet it's not every video that's gone viral is in some way simple to understand like in order for something to even reach that much, millions of views, whatever you want to talk about, it needs to be simple. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You will never find a video that's complicated with formulas and and like oh, explaining NFTs in the most complicated way that has millions of views. You'll just it will never happen. 
It will have 100,000 maybe. It'll have half a million maybe. It will be watched by a niche of people. But in order for it to reach viral content now, because viral is easy to reach, by the way, Ali. Like TikTok is viral, like easy platform to go viral. But what, what's so special about TikTok? It's these teenagers making videos that are so simple, relatable to understand. Why is, why, is it, why is it doing well? It's because it's short content that's consumed really quick, but it's also very relatable. Like all the stuff you watch on TikTok is super relatable. Like I relate, oh my God, this person's doing this relatable. Why is Kabi, like what's his name? Yeah. Kabi, he's the biggest TikToker in the world. He, he, he looks at a, a, a confusing situation. He goes like, it's like, it's relatable. I relate to this guy. Yes. Why, why are you doing all this? You know why? So this is the idea of it. It's like, the, the, I'm telling you, Ali, like it's once you, re, you, you break down content, like uh, we literally teach our students online. Uh, sorry, when we teach our students, we literally pull up videos that worked online, like whether it's from uh, Lad Bible, whether it's from Goldcast, whatever. And we, when we break down the videos, we dissect them. And it's always the same thing. It's always the same thing. There is a simple uh, aspect to it. There's an organization aspect to it. And there's a relatability aspect to it. Definitely, man. I, I, and it's also just like now, I think, because of social media, and I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, it's probably, I don't know. But uh, who, who is to say? But um, our attention span is decreased like crazy. Like now, even when I look, for example, like take Sidemen videos, for example, like they're like an hour long, an hour plus. Before, I would easily watch that full hour Yes. For, you know happily yes. but now i watch it on like two or three times because i keep going back to like a tiktok or i go back to like uh instagram or whatever and it's so hard to keep your focus even with something fully entertaining for such a long time so imagine with something that is more educational or more on the infotainment side of it so you have to be very quick with it you have to tell people exactly what it is and signal it like you can't let people guess what it is that you're talking about I mean, the guessing aspect is a, it's a, it's a yeah, it's, it's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you hook the audience with a question in the beginning. Like what is, what? like you give them, a, I saw a video recently about like laughing in different languages. It's a video that went viral on TikTok. And it's like, did you know that there's, there's people who laugh in a different way in different languages? And then he lists them one, no English and then Arabic and then he blah, 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 listening. So this, this idea of storytelling is, Okay, he doesn't give you the answers right away. He hooks you with the list uh, aspect of it. Like, oh, I want to find out, is my country going to be next? Is Spanish going to be next? Blah, blah, blah. So so th- this is a type of storytelling technique that you can use to your advantage. But it just needs to be played in a smart way. But I agree with you. Our, our, our attention short span is getting less. And a big uh, evidence to that, I don't know if you re- recently heard, but there's news uh, with Facebook recently. Uh, their stock market market dropped or something. There's big big changes that are happening. Yeah, I Facebook think they lost like 250. Or... I don't remember if it was like a million or billion. And please yeah. don't call me on that. But they lost a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And the reason why uh, people are theorizing the reason why is because of the idea that Facebook has for a long time supported three minute videos. If your video is lower than three minutes. The algorithm doesn't work. You don't get monetize that video, blah, blah, blah. So there's like barriers to that. And content creators, as you know, recently, they're, they're more gearing towards the one minute, the, the, the 30 seconds, the short form video. So in, because of that, Facebook has taken a downfall, I think, especially because the creators no longer want to make three minutes. Like three minutes is too much effort. Like I don't want to make a three minute video. I want to make a 30 second video that's, that, that goes viral quick. So because of that, the, the platform is kind of losing and they're realizing that. And obviously Facebook, you know, is filled with very, very smart, smart people, more smart than both of me, me and you. But, um, but they will figure it out. But that's the idea. Like it's, it's also evidence, like you said, 
the attention span is a big thing now. Yeah, because I remember I was reading about the the Facebook thing, and what they were saying is that for the first time in since probably they went public, they were like the uh, they haven't been growing in number of users, and a lot of people were saying that this is just they're losing watch time compared to TikTok. And you have TikTok, like a platform where literally a week ago, the trend was, you know, remember the seven second trend where like you have, you have a video that is seven seconds long and you have everything written as a text on the, on top of the video. So, and like even creators were like realizing that my effort, uh, whenever I like, I put so much time into an, <laughs> into a video and yet some creator that does seven seconds does with some text on the screen is going to get more views than me. It's just, it's such a crazy difference between both. And Realistically, everyone has been on TikTok way more than they've been on Facebook. Like we've been moving away from Facebook. I think this is definitely something that we're going to see change. Like who knows? Maybe they'll adopt like the Instagram style and then Instagram will be the shorter content. So Instagram will be right next to uh, TikTok. So Facebook is going to have some sort of uh, video uh, format that is catered to short form. They're definitely going to go back to that one minute uh, short form thing. 100%. It's easier for That's creators to, right? Like, for example, I remember when you put on your stories of like you editing and like you show the, the video being edited, there are so many clips and it's just like I, my eyes get lost looking at all the things that, that I like. <laughs> I mean, because I, I am the furthest thing from like an editor or like a, or like a, yeah. you know, someone that can edit or put together a video other than like the basic stuff. So when I see all that stuff, right. this is. I mean, it's like for the, taking like a week to edit a thirty-second video with yeah. all the stuff. So imagine three minutes. Yeah, hundred percent. Look, look, three minutes video. Like the longer the video is, the more effort you need to put into it, obviously. And and it's sad because like I come from like an interest in film background. Like I did a minor in film studies, and I love watching films, and I love the quality, the story, the cinematic quality of the storytelling, the 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 shots, the transitions. It's still, it's still that I don't think I will ever let go of because I love that and I respect that and I, I, I'm into, I like cinema. But, but that being said, you can, if you apply the three elements of storytelling to social media, because social media is a different game. You need to engage audience. You need, you need to kind of be the friend of the algorithm, etc. But, um, and yeah, like editing, like it's like any other sport, like uh, it needs practice. Like I wasn't a, that good of an editor in the beginning. And then, by the way, I don't edit any of my videos now. And I'm, I'm very happy that I, <laughs> and we have like a whole team for Shahli soon, inshallah. And we're, we're growing the team, etc. So I'm, I'm happy that I no longer, because editing was draining. It's, you don't understand how draining it was. Like I would spend 18 hours, 20 hours editing one video and it's a three-minute video that's uh, 300,000 people are going to watch. And sometimes a lot of people watch it. Like, for example, I edited a video of, of, for Abu Fella. That video hit, like, around 15, 20 million views on Facebook. So, and, and sometimes, like, it hits and you do, uh, like, you do ha- <laughs> get, get those, like, but, but at the end of the day, like, editing, I've, I've I, as an editor myself a long time ago, and I don't consider myself an amazing editor, by the way, because I've, now, alhamdulillah, I have this Ahmed Mansour, who's an amazing editor that's in my team. He does that work uh, and we're hiring more people, etc. But, but the idea is like editing is a sport in itself. It's like a, <laughs> it's an art that uh, requires time, dedication. And uh, a lot of editors, if you meet them, they're, they're very, very interesting people. Like in terms of their <laughs> mental I love health. how you put that. <laughs> no, man, 100%. And now, you know, you talk about all these topics, right? All, all these topics that range from so many things related to the Arab world sp- specifically. And 
what really what i really 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 love and what uh, when i'm watching your videos it's just i i think i guess i looked at it at the perspective of someone that also creates so i know the research that would be have to be done for all of this and all the information that you might have about this topic but then you end up just going with x amount of it for to just you know fill in two minutes because then you can literally have a film about that topic so it's kind of like twofold, but the first part is when you're researching the topic, right? You are gonna, you're talking about something. You're gonna end up, it's something that is huge. It could be like a problem, a conflict between countries, whatever. Or Abu Fella, for example, with his campaign is something that is huge. How do you approach the research in the sense where you don't get overwhelmed by so much information? Like, I don't even know where to start. Because this is something that even I face. Well, it's a process. Look, it's different when you have a team and it's different when you're doing it by yourself. Like, thankfully, thankfully, I have a team. I have a scriptwriter. His name was Sultan, but he no longer works with us. It's so funny to say this. Sultan, who was my scriptwriter for Ashrahli for a year, he uh, resigned, obviously, from his, he's moved on. But guess where? He, from a scriptwriter for Ashrahli, he's now, he's now Mudir Al-Qanat of Al-Dhufra TV. He's like the, the general manager of a TV station. Wow. <laughs> so, so you can imagine like where he was wow like, congrats to Sultan honestly it's <laughs> amazing yeah, I know, I know. we're so happy for him and now we have two script writers for Shahi. so look look let's 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 break it down the first thing uh you need to do is I'm, I'm gonna obviously relate it to Shahi, but like but but this can apply to everything you you've created a show like show being a show on social media like we all have shows I've, I've, I think I mentioned this to you before Ali, uh, right now you have a show, which is your podcast show. This show, you need to uh, create according to the show, the brand of the show, the, the ideas. So so let's, so for example, when I talk about a shahli, what does a shahli mean? Again, we, we come back to the formula. It's a t- it's dynamic show that explains topics. So that means in the beginning, by the way, in the beginning, we were having a hard time finding ideas for videos because we were, we were, not, sure what, we were not sure what the show was. That's why it was hard. But once we were able to understand the show, like, okay, this is the kind of ideas, like, we can explain uh, countries, conflicts between countries, but sometimes it's too political, so we, sometimes we don't go there. We can explain uh, t- different groups or minorities of people in the Arab world. That's all, like, many people. We can explain, um, <clears throat> we can explain foods or uh, cultures or specific types. We can explain weird questions that we, we wonder about, like, uh, related to the Arab world. Sometimes we don't, uh, we go, don't go there. We, we can explain, like, random questions that you ask that have simple answers, but people don't ask them. So there's, look, in the beginning, it was hard because we were not sure where the direction of the show was. Now, to be honest with you, I like, we have way too many ideas. And some of the ideas we can't even like, <laughs> we can't even do Like, they're like, oh, too many. Like, oh, we, uh, we've done this stuff before. Oh, this idea is too, too sensitive, blah, blah, blah. So in the beginning, this is how we would do it. I'd come up with an idea. Like, for example, the first, one of the first episodes of Shrahli, um, like for example, we, we wanted to do a video about chess because uh, the Gamb- Queen's Gambit was popular. So I'm like, let's do about a video about chess and explain chess and why. Okay, we throw the idea, we give it to the scriptwriter. The scriptwriter researches the idea in whatever way the scriptwriter's uh, research is. That's his. Re- Some people they uh, they research using articles. They look for articles. They go on videos online, YouTube, and then they find and then they script. And sometimes even like because I run because I present for multiple shows now. I present the Shrahli, but I present Nas 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 Explained, and sometimes I present other shows uh, like a travel show, whatever. So wh- sometimes I read the script and and the script is like this long, right? This is the script. It's a hundred words. By the way, in terms of scripting. 
this is also some secret information. A hundred words equals to one minute in video. If you're, if you're, uh, and uh, two hundred, etc. So hundred words, right? It's like this long. And then this is the script that I'm given of Gnostic Spain. And then I look down, it's like pages and pages of just research that the person has researched and he's compiling ideas and, and, and the sources of that information. So the research is usually, like you said, it's way more than the script at the end because you need to simplify it. You need to make, you need to highlight. It's like summarizing. Like why did they teach us summarizing when we were kids in English class? It's useful. It's useful, bro. Summarizing is actually useful. You summarize the key elements of the uh, paraphrase, the ideas, and you put them in a script. So look, uh, at the end of the day, like the ideas, the, the finding the ideas is a struggle, yes. But if you have a vision for your show, it can get easier. So you can anything can inspire you. Like I'm literally, the, my most viewed video on YouTube, which has 15 million views, uh, I think, no, 13 million views, sorry. Uh, it's about the Mona Lisa. And how did I come up with that idea? Uh, I was I was working out with my trainer at the gym, and I was telling him, bro, we made a video about the 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 color purple, how it's not in any flag. Did you know that the color purple is not in any flag? He's like, no, that's cool. I'm like, bro, I need a crazy idea like that. Can you come? And then the, literally, my trainer, he's like, did you know that the Mona Lisa doesn't have eyebrows? I'm like, what? I'm like, what really? And then I googled it. I literally went on Google, and I'm like, why well, Mona Lisa doesn't? Have... And then I'm like, oh, she doesn't. And there's like multiple theories of why she doesn't. There's a theory because it was a fashion uh, statement from, uh, you know, there's a theory because the, the ink disappeared. There's a theory because blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, wow, that's an amazing topic. We can make a reel about it. And then I, I throw it, I literally tell my scriptwriter, uh, Sultan, this is an idea. Mona Lisa doesn't have an eyebrow. Let's make an idea about it. He went and he did the research and he found that actually there's a whole uh, idea of like the Mona Lisa follows you when you move around. She follows you with her eyes. But it's also actually because it was the first 3D painting back in the day. Now all, all paintings now kind of follow you with their eyes because they're 3D. But it was actually, so we made a video about that and it went super viral. And again, it's like, that's how we came up with the idea. It was a random chance, a random question that appeared in my head. I, I Googled it. Oh, an interesting topic. I throw it at the scriptwriter. The scriptwriter does the research. He gives me the script. We shoot it in a very cool way. And we literally, by the way, this is what we, I did. I went to Google and I uh, searched Mona Lisa. And I, and I have a printing shop in Emirates Towers. There's a printing shop. And I, I, I printed it in a huge thing. By the way, a lot of comments, <laughs> they're like, how did, you, how did you find the Mona Lisa painting? How did you find it? So many comments like that. It's so funny. Uh, they're like, well, where'd you find the original Mona Lisa? We literally printed it on a huge cardboard box and I paid 100 dirhams for it. <laughs> People are like, what are you crazy spending 100 dirhams on? I literally printed it on a cardboard thing and it looks so good. I placed it in a room and we literally filmed it as if it's like the Mona Lisa. So again, this is the process of filming. We throw the video out and that video like in, in particular went was trending on YouTube in like five different countries. Amazing. So... So, look, it's, sometimes you have, like, once you're in the momentum of creating stories and creating content, you, you reach that momentum. That the momentum is very hard to find, by the way, because that's why consist, consistency is important in social media. And that's why the algorithm kind of pushes it a lot. And if you fall off or you stop posting for a while, it's kind of harder to get back into it. It's the psychological aspect of it, by the way, too. It's not just forget the algorithm. When you're in the momentum of creating content weekly – your brain starts to be wired to, to, to be absorbing of ideas. Like for now, I've stopped the show. I'm on hiatus right now. I'm season one. In order for me to get back in season two, it's going to be harder. Why? Because I've kind of lost momentum. And, and once you're in that zone, you're like, why is it so important? It's, they call it flow and they, they're being in, the, in flow. There, there's a lot of psychological studies about this. When you're in that flow state of mind, your brain is already like helping you su succeed. How? Because it's being hardwired to... 
Because if I'm doing a shahli all the time, I'm thinking of ideas for a shahli. Khalas, wherever I go, my brain is already connecting dots. Oh, look at this sign. Oh, so being in that consistent, momentous phase is very important. I know I talked a lot. I know, of course, like once you wire your brain for it, you're looking for a story to tell everywhere. Like everything is an idea because your brain. It's like, uh, remember the back in the school days, the yellow car. Uh, the 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 yellow car phenomenon. It's like when you're sitting in the school bus on a trip. It's like oh, first one to spot a yellow or red car wins, right? So it's like <laughs> when you're looking for something or when you have it in the back of your head, it's easier to detect because that that yellow car could pass by you and you wouldn't make you know if you weren't playing the game, you wouldn't make any. It's like ah, okay, it's a yellow car. That like, your brain might not even realize it doesn't care because it's it's occupied with other things. And no, I I love that man. I love that and. I definitely do agree with you on uh, the the part about defining your show, right? What are you trying to do with your show? And that will help you with ideas. Because I reached the point by the end of last year, I'm like, I need to change something up, right? Because everything was doing was doing great. I just didn't have the fire in me anymore, right? I felt like it, was, yeah. it, it wasn't as exciting for me as it should be. And then this is where I came up with the idea of, you know what, let's do topics. But for that, I was like... I was on a call actually with Ali Salama. I love the guy. And he told me, okay, Ali, uh, tell me what is up next in like a line or in a sentence. And I kind of like, uh, you know, up next is, is like Ali in a sentence. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, but, the, exactly. but then when I worked with him to kind of like fine tune it and have it made sense to me, it's like, hmm, okay. And then it made so much more sense to me because I already had, I had, you know, I thought I had a good image of what I was doing in my mind, but I really wasn't. I was just going along with the flow. But once you have it written in stone of who you are, what you're trying to do, you'll find stuff. They'll just come naturally to you because your brain knows what to look for. It's a lot easier now. Yes, I agree. You said it. You said it best. <laughs> Cheers, man. And now you know. You, okay, so you spoke about the um, sort of like the, the research and having it uh, so that it doesn't overwhelm you, and how the script writers do it. But for example, now you have the script, right? You have the information. Let, let's not say script. You have the information. How do you concise it, or how do you? get it together like do you not worry about maybe you're that you're slipping up something important or how do you still manage to put everything together and still making make it entertaining because as someone that um i I'm, I'm very passionate about storytelling so i usually tend to just you know i really love this i want to tell you everything about it because you know i think that you're gonna find it as interesting as i think it is and a lot of the times people stop me especially the older people like ali what is like? Like, what do I need to know from this? Like, uh, sure, I I love what you're talking about, but the, you know, tell me only mulakhas, right? The, the the simple version. So, how do you do that? How do you get the 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 gold of the story and tell it exactly, exactly? Yeah, bro. Like, you know what? Something I like about content creating in particular, and that that I that question you're asking me, there is a math to it. There is like a sort of engineering aspect to it, and. um Look, bro, it's sim- it's more simpler than you would think. You need to define what kind of content you're making. That's very important. I am Ali, and I'm making 10-minute videos. I'm Ali, and I'm making three-minute videos. I'm Ali, and I'm, I'm making one-minute videos every week. I'm making three minutes every, uh, twice a week. You need to define what you're doing because you need to create a fr- framework for yourself. If I, right now, if you were to, to throw me in uh, an audience and tell me, speak about the Mona Lisa, without a script, without preparation, without a framework, 
I'm going to go on and on and on. I'm going to talk about like, well, I like about her. She looks pretty. Oh, she looks innocent. Oh, by the way, did you know that it might be actually Leonardo da Vinci drawing? I would go on and on and on. People would get bored. I would lose the point of the video. And that's it. You haven't created that. that you, by the way, content creating and storytelling, it's not, don't think about it just for videos. It applies to everything. It applies to pitching. When you're pitching something to people, it applies to when you're having a conversation with an, a, a CEO. Writing example, emails. Or, or, or Exactly, exactly. It's everything. It's literally in everything. So again, it's a math. Create a framework for yourself. I'm telling myself, I need to, the, the, the Mona Lisa video needs to be one minute long maximum. Therefore, I need to give it a title. That title is, why does the Mona Lisa follow you with her eyes? This is the question I'm asking. This is how I'm doing it. And that's the story I'm telling. I don't care how much more information I can tell. Maybe I can ask a question at the end of the video. Guys, w- tell us more information if you have. And then that's engagement. People will share. Oh, by the way, didn't you know? And that's what happened. So many people started sharing about the Mona Lisa. Oh, but did you know this? Did you know that? Oh, by the way, all pictures like that. The reason why that video did so well is that I didn't give them everything. I didn't give the audience everything. I asked the question. I answered it in a certain way, but I left I left room for so much more engagement, community engagement. Again, to answer your question, in order to make things concise, you need to create a framework. That's one thing. But you need to also, like, okay, if I'm making three-minute videos, it's 300 words. I can no longer go 103 words. You, you create a long script, maybe. You do your research, and then you create a script that's 300 words. You summarize. You need to put elements, like... That's why, like, if you look at some of the Shahidi scripts, like, you go, like, uh, or even Nas Explained. When you look at Nas Explained, like, uh, this person did a lot, of, or, or the, 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 we did a video about um, about Pepsi and Coca-Cola. Did you know the, the Pepsi-Coca-Cola yeah. paradox? We did that, yeah. So, uh, like, <laughs> we did the social experiment. So, and the storytelling aspect of it, there's so much history in those things. There's so much history for Coca-Cola. There's so much history for it. But how do we, how do we make it concise? This per, like the Pepsi went from this to this to this, and we we're literally simplifying, simplifying the storytelling. So again, th- again, I'm gonna go back to three t- storytelling techniques: simple, r- organized, relatable. That's bro. That's how you do it. It's like you need to follow the rules of your own game. Create your own rules and follow them. And I was gonna mention this to you before. In order for you to be a show, you need to like treat yourself as if you're a show, which means that. If I'm a late night TV host, like if I'm Jimmy Fallon, for example, I go on air every 8, p- 8 p.m. every Wednesday. My video needs to be up every 8 p.m. every Wednesday. And it, and it needs to be this this uh, this length. It needs to have an intro, outro. So follow your own rules. Create your rules and follow them. And when you do that, it, everything becomes easier. You, don't want, you won't overthink about, oh, this script is too long. You will uh, start catering your own scripts to the, the rules that you've already applied. That's it. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that because that makes a lot of sense. Like a lot of the time, and you know, this is something that I, I heard from people. Like, oh no, you know, public speaking or like whatever storytelling, it's about being genuine. It's about being raw. Sure, but a lot of people think that means no structure, no, uh, you know, no script. A lot of apparently Zero. script Absolutely. is frowned upon. Like having the script, like I remember in high school and like in uni, like some of the, like whenever, you know, I'd go to an event and like I'm hosting something, I'd have some pointers with me. Like I want, I want to know what I'm saying. And like, and a lot of the, of course, and just, you know, you want to, you want to adhere to the people, you know, the context of the event. You're not, no one has that insane ability to just flip a button and all of a sudden they're going to write the script in a second and say it and you know, they're the greatest showman ever. Oh, yeah. It's not like that. A script yeah. is not a bad thing. It just shows that you're prepared. And at the same time, it guides you because 
exactly like you're saying with the Mona Lisa, you can start rambling on for hours and hours and hours. But the I I think of a script that, the views exactly. I think of a script as like guardrails. Like I have sort of a script for each episode that I prepare of like the questions that I want to ask and the information that I want to extract. And this is how you know you'd move the conversation. But if I think, for example, if I didn't have that, then the episode would be like f- fifteen hours long, and no one would benefit because no one would even get to, to half of it or like the, the yeah. start of it. So it's it's yeah. You wasted your time. Wasted your time. The, the audience were not watching. Yeah, the audience didn't watch it. You wasted your time. You could have made something good. You wasted your potential. Bro, I agree with you. Like, I kind of had problems with the script aspect too because I wanted to be genuine too on camera. Like, uh, oh, I thought people liked my personality. The, the people, why they even watch my videos is because they like Asif's personality. But I was completely wrong. You can still showcase your personality. You can still showcase how genuine you are. But having a script is important because you're telling a story. Why does a... Let's look back at the... goal, Like... What is a story like in the golden ages of storytelling? It's a, it's a book. You open a book. There's a first chapter, second chapter, three, third chapter. That's what a story is. If you want to be a storyteller, scripts are part of your storytelling technique. It's like a weapon you use to tell your story. Uh, I agree with you. Like people should, uh, I don't know why, but you can still like, again, like it really depends on what you're doing. Are you doing an entertainment show that's a reality TV? Reality TV shows are scripted. Are you doing uh, uh, videos that you want to uh, tell them, like you want to sit down and you talk about how amazing life is? Okay, in your mind, it's scripted because you have where you want to end and stuff. So a script is necessary. It's no matter what is necessary. And by the way, when we talk about scripts, it's not like word for word what you're going to say. Sometimes I change what I'm going to say. Like I ad lib. There's something called ad lib where you put in your own uh, vibe, spice to the script. Sometimes you improv. Like we have a script for a sketch because we do sketches a lot in Shrahdi. And sometimes we sketch, the script is like directing, like the shot like this and the blah, 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 blah. But then the compl- when you see the final product and you read the script, you're like, <laughs> it's a completely different product. Why? Because we've, we improvised a lot during the sketch. And that's the beauty of it, bro. That's the beauty of like creating, creating content. The script is there to guide you. It's not there to like uh, make you a robot. It's not you're not a robot at the end of the day. You know? Exactly, and you know even how I. That's the thing. That's why I don't usually use the term script a lot. I just think of it as preparation. Because how I write something is I get myself in the zone of um you know the, the camera's on, the mic is on, we're recording, and I literally like how I. It's not like if I show you the thing, it's not like it's a question. It's exactly how I would say it now is how I write it, how I say it is how I write it. So when I look at it during the episode, it doesn't seem so foreign to me when I'm recording. Like, why is this so formal? But I write it exactly how I would say it. So it's easier for me to fix it. And it's either, it's more relatable to what I'm doing. And it doesn't just feel so a bit outcast. Because if it is like that, then I would feel like a robot. Like, why why do I have to go? Why did past Ali tell me to go to this? (laughs) You get me? (laughs) 100%. And now, and now, Isa, uh, I'm not sure if you remember this, but when I had you on episode 37, we were talking about your story. We had a challenges and mistakes uh, segment. And I haven't had that in the last couple okay. of episodes because of like the nature of the topics. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm happy to be bringing you back. So, uh, Isa, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face as a storyteller? The biggest challenge, um, to be honest with you, right now, the biggest challenge I'm facing is uh, time. <laughs> I wish there's more time in the day, bro. 
I wish sleep wasn't such a, well, you need sleep. I wish sleep doesn't take so much every time. It's like, look, I want to do so much, but I don't have that, that, that time or that, Look, it's not just about time like in the day. Like it's not about that. It's like this, the, the process of things. Sometimes I want to get to from point A to B, I want to get there faster. But the process is bureaucratical. You need to go through a long process. Like for example, I give you an example. We made a video for the world's coolest winter campaign. That video that we made five videos, I think five videos. We made five videos for that campaign. Three of them were reels and shorts. One of them was a three minute video and one of them was a YouTube video. When you look at the final product, it was awesome. We, we're so proud of it. But it was one of the most struggle we faced making those videos because of the process of making them. We need to get this permit and we need to find the time to shoot here, blah, blah, blah. And look, the beauty of filmmaking as well is the problem solving. I love the problem solving. It's the part of the nature of filmmaking, like creating videos. You're always going to have problems to solve. But if you're going to talk to me about the biggest challenges right now, it's alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I don't have as many challenges as as much as just like, the time things take in order to be achieved. That's it. David, that's a, that's a very good one because, you know, you'd want them to move yeah. faster, but at the end of the day, it's not everything that is up to you. Like, you, you, don't, yeah. you don't have to control that. And it's hard to take a step back and be like, fine, I'll let it play it out. <laughs> and now, you know, mistakes. Mistakes. I, I, I forgot how much I love asking about mistakes. I haven't asked it in like the last couple of episodes. So, Isa, what is a mistake that you made? And it could be on your show. It could be just with storytelling in general that you think, you know, aspiring storytellers, someone with a show now could benefit from. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to relate it to, okay. So, one of the biggest mistakes I made last year, I think, I think I will. Look, I'm not too fond of using the word mistake. I'm, I'm fond of like using the word like trials and errors. Like that's how I look at things. Like try, trying something out doesn't work, you know, going again, going again. So one of the biggest mistakes for me, I would say like for last year was um, maybe I, I took things for granted. <laughs> I took too many things for granted. Like the stuff that I was doing, I was maybe undermining them. I was... Uh, yeah, like undermining your own work is, is a mistake. Like people need to, th- like when you create a piece of work that even one person relates to, one person uh, is, is proud of or blah, blah, blah. Like don't undermine yourself. Like um, because you don't understand what the long-term success of that is. I, I used to be so hard on myself in the beginning and uh, I wanted to quit the show. I wanted to like do other things. I wanted to go back to medicine, whatever, like, one of the biggest mistakes I think is just like, it's my attitude and my attitude with myself and sometimes with others too. Like, uh, I, I also had like a phase and uh, late last year where I started realizing because I was so into that mood of creating videos every week and I was starting to maybe not treat people as I wanted to be, want them to be treated. Like I started being too aggressive with what I wanted. And, and again, that's not a bad thing. In a certain way, it's not a bad thing because when you're driven, when you're determined, you you have to be aggressive. Like I want this to be this way. I don't want this to be turned out this way. But sometimes, you know, I could be a bit nicer to people. <laughs> and I, I, I'm generally a nice guy. So I'm hard on myself. Like when I, I noticed someone took what I said in the wrong way, I start being so hard on myself. And I I just look generally speaking like something it's not hard to be nice <laughs> so uh, don't let the dr- the drive and the, don't let the passion you have kind of like th- trump your your morals your 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 attitude with people trump trump your your essential like con- c- connections with people because sometimes you get you get so like caught up in that 
oh, I want to be successful. I want to do this. I want to do that. You start looking at people as like numbers. Like, I want this one, two, three from this person. I want one, two, three from this person. I want, but you know, it's like it's you lose the human aspect of it. And I, I, alhamdulillah, I think I did better. Like after I started realizing that I was doing that, I had to talk with myself and I spoke to one of my close friends and about this. Uh, I started to re it opened my eyes more. I mean, honestly, man, like that's amazing from you. It, it, it takes a lot to be vulnerable, self-aware, to come and say like I was wrong, and please allow me to fix it. And yeah. just like even recognize that there's yeah. a problem in the first place. Because a lot of people might think of that like, ah, oh, no, I'm doing good. Like why? Uh, like it's so what if I'm a bit harsh on you or whatever? But you know that just shows exactly. how good of a human like you. Sh- everyone should be there. You know, just the values that you have that you want to live by that you put above the content, the views or whatever. Yeah, it sucks. Look, it sucks to see people like at, at exactly what you said in the beginning. I'm like, bro, I'm successful. My show is successful. Why is no one supporting that? Why is no one listening to what I have to say? Because I'm creating something that's working. But then I realized, no, that's not how the world works. Even though when you're successful, when you're doing something amazing, you still need to treat people as humans. You need to, you need to create, like, build a, 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 like a, an environment of trust, of, of good communication. Like, I used to think people are not, like, they don't understand me. They don't understand what I'm trying to do. They don't understand me. But that's not true, bro. You need to, like, sometimes you need to let go of that ego. You need to let go of, like, all of the stuff that you, your numbers and the, the best show, whatever you're creating. You start looking at the things from their perspective. Isa is being too arrogant with his stuff. Isa is being too, uh, he's letting his success cloud his judgment, uh, whatever, whatever it is, you know? You need to look at the things from different perspectives. And then you realize, oh, wow. Yeah, I might be a little bit too harsh here. Like I'm asking too much of the editor. Like an editor, I should let him sleep. <laughs> I should give him a weekend. I'm asking too much. Um, yeah, bro, it's 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 part of the life's lessons and I'm, very happy that I'm get I'm get to learn these kind of things because as the show gets bigger, my responsibility gets bigger, and I need to become more responsible with how I act with myself and my show, but also how I act with others. Like I'm learning leadership skills, leadership skills. Like that's the reason why there's books and books and courses and whatever about leadership because it's 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 a tough thing. It's not an easy thing to be a good leader. Uh, yeah, I love honestly, man. Like this is generally amazing to see. Like. Uh, I, I honestly don't know what to say. Like that's amazing from you, and I'm happy for you, man, for that. Really, really, and thank you. I'm I'm not perfect <laughs> yet. I'm working on myself. As we yeah, of course. Know. I mean, it's uh, we're always gonna mess up. We're always gonna do something stupid. Always gonna think we're right, and then we end up being wrong. But I think it's just the the best thing you can do is like, yeah, I was wrong. I put my hand up. Let's fix this, right? <laughs> Let's fix because this is how to how to make yourself happier with yourself, and at the same time, people happier with you, like. It goes both ways. 100%. Yeah, people respect you more when you notice when you point out your own mistakes, when you hide your mistakes and you you hide your mistakes around with excuses and uh, just pushing them off or being whatever. Like people don't respect that. Definitely. When you call yourself out, you you when you're the first one to call yourself out, I've I've noticed that people really respect. And it also like uh, you know when people when you're the the first one to criticize yourself. Negative criticism that isn't constructive. Don't get me wrong. From people, doesn't really yeah. mean much. Like you know, like a hate comment it doesn't really mean much because you yourself know. Like you yourself are a good critic of yourself. Bro, I I am so proud of myself for one thing. If you want to ask me how proud I am, some I'm surprised that I don't get affected by hate comments. 
And to be honest speaking, like uh, most of the comments that we get for Shahli, like I would say 90 to 80% of them are positive. They love the show. They love the topic. But there's always that 20%, sometimes 30, depending on the video, that we get backlash, like strong backlash. Like all your information is wrong. What are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. And like, you're stupid. You're blah, blah, blah. But like, what's I think what's helped me, and I'm going to be honest here, because I'm not making content that's about myself, that because I'm not going vlogging, oh, this is my life, this is my family, blah, blah, blah. And it, because it's not that, the fact that people criticize the content, it's be, it's way easier for me to accept it. Because, oh, they're just criticizing the content that I'm making. They're criticizing the show. They're, maybe they're just criticizing this topic. Or maybe they're just criticizing the idea that I'm proposing because they don't like this. It's way easier for me to, to like... Get over it. Sometimes I literally laugh. Like I'm, I, I'm surprised. I used to be. I used to think, oh, if I read comments, I'm gonna get affected. I literally look at the comments and I laugh. I show them to my dad. I'm like, look, look what this person said, uh, and it's just literally entertains me. So uh, I think it's there's a secret uh, formula to this: is that you dis the disassociation of yourself, the person Asa, from the content, the show that you're making. Definitely, man. Because you know, this is this is my thing with hate comments. Like, you can't really just say that. Like, oh, even if if you said something wrong on the show, even if like wrong information, you know, whatever, you have no idea of the content, so you can't. Like, like, how can you just judge someone and say like it could be any? It could be, for example, like you know, uh, it was a mistake. Humans make mistakes. You know, like yes. maybe they didn't realize it. Maybe it was. Maybe he was under so much pressure. Maybe there was something happening in his personal life that affected that, but he still had to go on and do his job and put out a video for you. So just like, you know, yes, you can criticize the topic, but going after the person, I personally feel like, yeah. you know, what kind of grounds do, do you, like you, you watch a person for two minutes and you think you can go ahead and criticize their entire life? No, alhamdulillah, look, alhamdulillah, like I'm very happy with the audience that watch my show. They're very, 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 I mean, responsive and there's there's a lot of positive there but like i, re I recently uh, saw joe rogan podcast where he talked about like the idea of hate comments right the reason why it's so we notice them more than others is because we see it as danger like it's a human instinct by the way like we, we ignore all the positive and then we see one hate comment it's like our brains like oh my god that's danger it's like a fight or flight reaction danger danger notice this notice this so it's amazing to think about the psychological like i like idea of like noticing hate comments but like look it's the idea is like I've noticed like sometimes that people are like they like me like they like this they like me as a person like I said to move that wide but special video kill them and like I I love when this question I read a comment like this uh video hello move that mother shut up but kill them and what it's like uh like no but it's funny it's funny like I I I want to be better like the two scriptwriters that are working with me now I literally told them for season two we're gonna put all our sources in the video. Like our sources, we're going to try to put them. Like if, if they don't agree with my sources, just look at the sources and, and criticize the sources. Don't criticize the content we're making. We're pulling it out from sources. That's it. Definitely, definitely. And now, you know, the, the last thing is really a question. Uh, but if you have the might, I mean, you have your might. I, I just as if I'm turning the mic to you and as if we're in a real life studio and not uh, recording online. You have the mic, right? What is one last thing that you'd want to leave people with? It can be about storytelling. It can be about whatever. But yeah, you have the mic. What, are, what, are, what do you want to say? Wow. Uh, uh, the last thing I would want to say before dying. That's what you're <laughs> <laughs> There's a red, red laser on your forehead right now, Isaac. I can see it. <laughs> 
bro, look, uh, content creating is is an art, like any other art. It's a profession, like any other profession. But life is bigger than everything. Life is short. Uh, it's meaningful, but it's it's what you leave behind that matters. Like um, whatever you do in life, whether it's content creating, storytelling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, it's very nice to invest your energy into creating an impact that you can leave behind. Whether it's the knowledge you share, whether it's the people's lives you affect, whether it's the uh, the message you have that you want to come across, in wh- in whatever form, like leaving a good positive impact in the world is is amazing. I want to do that. I hope everyone gets to do that. And your work should speak for you. Like if I die right now, boom, Ace is dead right now. If they go through my Instagram, I, I sometimes I think about this, by the way, no, no jokes. Uh, if I go to my Instagram right now and I'm dead, I'm already dead, right? Ace is dead. If I go through my Instagram right now, like if someone is watching, like after Ace is dead, if they go through my Instagram, are, is, are, is there something that's going to affect them in a bad way? Or is there something that's going to represent me in a good way, but also leave them feeling positive? Alhamdulillah, like I can look at my content and I will obviously not, I'm not 100% satisfied, but I click my content. Okay, they can leave that my content has some sort of positive, net positive impact on them. And it represents me in a good way. My my content needs to represent me in a good way. It represents me, my family. So when I leave, people can mention me in a good way. Asa was maybe a nice guy. Asa was maybe whatever. Because life is short, bro. We're going to be gone in a second. We just, it's the, the trace we leave. So if that's the last thing I have to tell people. Create an impact, leave a positive trace in the world. That's it. I absolutely love that. And I don't think there's anything that I can say after that. So, I mean, that is an amazing way to end on here. Thank you so much, Isa. Honestly, it's been amazing to have you on again, man. Like, your, your energy is contagious. It's amazing. And I'm sure that every single person that has been listening to this has gotten so much value. Because I am, I literally, like, I can definitely say... I'm going to take some of this and put it in my notes. So when I'm recording the next video or the next podcast, I keep that in mind. Thank you so much, Aisa. Thank you so much, Ali, for having me, bro. Uh, I really appreciate it. I really hope whoever listened uh, can gain anything from it. But again, uh, good luck with your show, bro. You're doing awesome. Just keep keep, uh, keep doing at it. And if you need any advice, and need any help, just hit me up, bro. I'm always here. And vice versa. I'll ask for your, for your advice as well. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at TheAli or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.